Hello and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with Martin and soon George will be joining us and we will be previewing Villa's start to the season. The season oh. starts on Sunday. I don't know what happened on Saturday. I think we'll just call that, we'll just call that, a, you know, a minor, a minor blip. I think, I think it might have all been a dream actually, but the season starts on Sunday at Villa Park against Everton where we're going to get our first win of the season. I'm super confident. And uh, I think all, 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 maybe bar one of the Villa Park pod boys will be there. You will be flying in, jetting in from Ireland, Martin. How are you feeling ahead of Sat- of Sunday's game, my friend? Well, to start with, that must have been a very long dream, Rich, because whenever you lose a game of football, it's the longest week of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, but, uh... honestly, honestly, it's been... Uh... It's been a tough one, and it, obviously we put out my video with um, with Gareth for the for the talking tactics show, which I believe is approaching five thousand views. So there must have been a hell of a lot of Villa Villa fans that wanted to get involved and kind of go through the therapy with me. Um, we left it a couple of days, but we had to go in and post do the post mortem on that performance. Um, and yeah, please do if you haven't watched it already. It's a fantastic video. Uh, Gareth puts across some really good points and he spotted some really interesting things in that game. Uh, hopefully it was things that Emery uh, I'm sure will have spotted himself and the players will take into to Sunday. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be going through a little bit on that uh, in terms of what we need to learn uh, ahead of Sunday's game, covering a few of Everton's players, looking at kind of who their maybe key players are or, you know, they seem to be in a bit of turmoil as as always at Everton. And of course, we'll get your questions. We'll cover some transfer rumours. Might even be breaking a transfer story on the show tonight. Um, and um, and we'll go through all your questions. And of course, we'll get your predictions. So, yeah, Martin, first of all, um, brief, brief. I know you guys did the review on, on Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember what day it was, but excellent again. Um, but any any thoughts after that? You know, the dust has settled on that game. Any thoughts after after Saturday or is it is it kind of out of your mind now? It is and it isn't out of my mind. It's out of my mind in the sense of, of something to look forward to. I'm going to the first home game of the season against Everton, flying into Birmingham all the way from Ireland. And I hope to see some people there. We're going we we haven't decided yet where we're going to have a few beers, but I will tweet it out for anyone who wants to to, to join and you're more than welcome to. Uh but in the sense of it's not because Newcastle really did expose expose that high line really well, and you know it's it's one of them where I just felt we fully deserved it. I looked at it and said, "I'm not even going to sit here and make excuses about the offsides or anything like that." We weren't up for it. Newcastle were up for it from minute one. We deserved everything we got, and hopefully there's a reaction on Sunday. Exactly, exactly. Look, comments are absolutely flying in. Oh, um, so. Uh, I have got the have got the uh, pinned in the chat the link to become a member of the channel. Um, so please, if you want to join us, as become an official Villa Park Pod follower for just one nine ninety nine a month. Click that link and follow the instructions and become, as I say, an official Villa Park Pod follower. Um, we do want to just shout out all of you for subscribing and liking and helping us push on with the channel. We've now exceeded two thousand three hundred subscribers, so we're well on the road to three k. So keep doing it, guys. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button and uh, help us to continue to grow and hopefully produce some really good shows. Obviously, you know, Talking Tactics, Tom Colomossi, all these guests that we want to get on. Um, you guys can help us by uh, by helping spread the word. Um, but yeah, comments flying in. Um, Hard to see. Duncan, Duncan, who is actually second at the moment in the fantasy football, uh, as he's put, 
and he's put there. Serious team in that fans. <laughs> Kev's in 21st position. Um, but yeah, we're doing really well. So evening dunk. Uh, Birdie up the villa. Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Great, great to have you in. Molly boy, great to have you in at all. Hi, lads. Hope you're okay. Mark. We seem to be a bit of a bad luck charm whenever we go to the Newcastle Villa game together, mate. But yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a nightmare, maybe. Are you um, not Rich? Stop going to the, to the, to the Villa games. Yeah, the- yeah, I did say that. I did say I'm not going to go again. Um, uh, Acuna, we'll come to that in a bit. Willie, evening, guys. Season starts now. Exactly. Um, Rachel, the talking tactics show was a hard watch, but shows what mistakes were made and where we need to improve. Absolutely. Thanks. Deontay, I hope everyone is doing well. A big response needed on Sunday. Uh, Bloom's in the house, boys. Yeah, good to have you on board. Uh, Donovan, we took an L, but we move up the villa. Early prediction there. Uh, so we'll come to your predictions later, but that is a very confident 4-0 on Sunday prediction. Uh, Caden in the house, up the villa. Hopefully Diego can stick out this season. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dale... In the house, hello everyone. Zaniola done tomorrow. Yep, fingers crossed. Um, uh, let's go. So, yeah, we we missed Alex Moreno definitely. We've got Acuna, we're talking at that. Dale's talking on uh, Hibs. Yeah, Adamski in the house. Hi, all. Hey, Adamski. Uh, and thank you very much for renewing your membership as well. Much appreciated. I just want to um, go to a comment, Rich, on uh, just on Adamski. I have to say, Adamski, I really appreciate your commitment to watching this show because you're all the way in Australia. I've lived there myself. I know what it's like with all that time zone and everything else when you're watching people from the UK and Ireland. So for you to actually come on here at whatever time it is, I don't know whether you're in Melbourne, Perth, the Gold Coast, Brisbane, Sydney, to be up either this late or get up this early to watch us, it's really appreciated, pal, and thanks very much. And absolutely seconded. Uh, yeah, we never do well in our first game of the season, Molly Boy. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, it's nothing to be nothing to be uh, too surprised at, and especially at St James's Park as well. I seem to remember another. I think it was five one or six one. I can't remember exactly. A good few years back, uh, when we had the likes of John Carew in the team, I remember Joey Barton scoring an absolute screamer. I think Andy Carroll scored a hat trick in that game. Yet we still managed to finish in the top six. So. You know, we just never do well there. And um, and there's no better game, as I say, Martin, to have um, than, I suppose, an Everton at home. Mm. Um, a really good game for us to get back to winning ways. Um, first game at Villa Park. And I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. Yeah, you know, first game of Emery Ball in Villa Park for how long now? So it's obviously going to be really exciting. I know I'm excited. You know, to see the first home game of the season, which is the first time I'm actually doing that, which going to the first home game of the season. So it's it's a different type of atmosphere. And I think it's a perfect game to get everything at home, you know, didn't not although they were unlucky not to get themselves a win against Fulham, but I just think with our record against them, I I think I'm I really am looking forward to it. I'm hoping for three points and a big performance. Yeah, yeah, and sneaking in at the back post. Our man George, putting the little one to bed. How are you doing, mate? You looking forward to Sunday's game? Evening, boys. Yeah, evening, everyone. Sorry, I'm a little bit late. Yeah, as you said, Rich, um, little one's decided she wants to practice all her words in bed rather than go to sleep, <laughs> which is a bit irritating, but <laughs> very cute at Hopefully the same time. Hopefully she says, up the villa. She started, she st- I've been singing villa songs to her since she was born. I've and started all of a the Akuna song, have Did you do the Akuna Matala? <laughs> no, not yet, mate. Not yet. Yeah, but we're getting the odd little villa villa. She's she's shouting and she's running around the house. No, that's we're fantastic. well on our way. Um, yeah, on to Sunday. Yeah, can't wait, boys. Um, obviously, last week I was I was um I was at a festival last week, so I just sort of kind of tried to blank the game out. So it wasn't like a real match day. So it kind of feels like the first day of the season for me. I'm just trying to write off the five one and pretend we're starting now. Just George, Mate. you're getting brave out of the dark house and going to festivals. Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you all my secrets after, mate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, I think everyone is, to be fair, mate, I think everyone is kind of putting that one aside. Um and yeah, and uh and, and thinking that the season starts this this week. But Martin, just just on that, in terms of the players, I'm sh- you know, Unai Emery is famed for 
kind of going over the, the, the previous game, looking at tactics for the next game, you know, showing the video to the players. What do you think he will have been stressing to the players, you know, across this week to kind of learn from last week's performance? I think one in, in particular will be the high line. I think that not everybody reacted in the same way. You could see that Lucadinha and Torres weren't as quick as Conzit and Cash because they're probably a bit more used to it as opposed to uh, Mings and an Alex Moreno. So I think that would be the one thing he's really going to focus on. And also just keeping tight in the midfield because I felt Newcastle really stretched us a lot. And that would be one thing I think he'd be looking at as well. But I think the most in particular will be the high line. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess, George, you know, we we can't shouldn't really question Unai Emery and his tactics, but I did mention to Gareth and he kind of agreed, you know, it was a little bit strange that, you know, Bailey's starting at, at you know, in a, a tough away game. McGinn, who gave Dan Burns such a torrid time, is playing on a different side to where he was before in the game at home you know like would he have would he maybe I know we'll get to your your starting lineup soon but do you think he might have learned maybe he's he didn't quite pick the right side or put the players necessarily in the right positions yeah for sure I mean listen as much as we all love Emery the guy is done great for us but you know there's going to be days where he gets it wrong and the players don't execute the plan you know that's that's football isn't it when none of us are immune to getting a hammer in every now and again um, yeah, you know, looking at that team now, it didn't look quite right, did it? It's a, no. You know, Leon Bailey, I've said it on here a million times, does not produce anything away from home. Like to, uh, Sunday, would be a game where he could possibly start and probably do something for us, but not in a tough dogged away game. You need um, you need someone a bit more disciplined than that. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure he's learned his lesson and he'll be uh, back out fighting on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Martin, just... Again, not giving too many clues. Obviously, we had the the two injuries. Um, Willie Willie's kind of referenced that more in in the sense of are we working on anyone? But referencing the two injuries, like Emmy Buendia and Mings being out for you know the majority of the season, we've still got Moreno and Ramsey to come. So you're talking four players that would have started um, uh-huh. out of that side, out of eleven players, um, or even like more so ten outfield players. Um, it's a big, it's a big loss, but like, how are we, how do you think he will kind of cope with that? Particularly, I, I mean, it's difficult to say, like, I know Buendia gets a lot of criticism, but whether he starts mm. or whether he comes on, he's a big option for us in attack. And obviously Mings is huge, but who, how does he kind of cope with, with two kind of fairly influential players? Obviously Mings is hugely influential. How does he kind of balance that up now? It's a hard one, isn't it? Because, you know, I don't think anybody in the back line has the leadership Mings has. Maybe they do, but just not to the level of Mings, you know, because when when he's on the pitch, you can see we're a 10 times better team defensively because he's organising it. He's shouting at the boys. If you've done something wrong, he will point it out and tell you to cop on. Where when he came off against Newcastle with the injury, you could see the difference. No one in the back line was talking to each other. It was a shambles. But it wasn't even just a shambles from the back line. It was a shambles in the midfield. And that's where Mings comes in. Lads, look after us. Be tighter in the front. And then you have Emi Buendia. And I know Rich, you're probably not his biggest fan. But I, sometimes I notice it when he's on the pitch that we don't have someone to give it to who can actually hold the ball and bring other people into play, which is something he does really, really well. And... You know, I just think I just think them two are really going to be a big miss. And when Jacob Ramsey and Alex Moreno come back, it's I think it'll be fantastic because we missed that carrier of the ball too in Jacob Ramsey. Yeah, it was it was huge. It was huge, yeah. wasn't it? You know, we need someone to bring the ball up the pitch and maybe get a foul, or or you know, he might have gone on a run. And then you've Alex it's Moreno. What, it's what Al, it's what Almiron was doing for them, and Almiron was not the greatest players, but he was, was doing that exactly that. Yeah, you get your player up the pitch and it gets you a foul and set pieces of areas. And then you yeah. miss Alex Moreno going up and down where Lucadinha, with all due respect, I have no hatred towards Lucadinha, but when he goes up, he doesn't tell Bailey, uh, get back and cover me, where Alex Moreno will. He'll tell Bailey, here, I'm going up, you get back. It's just that little bit of communication and transparency in the team that was missing on Saturday, which 
ultimately did lead to a bad scoreline, but it was a lot of other things as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Watsy and Rachel, I've, I've come to your comments um, with regards to the starting lineup in a second. Um, with regards to um, Everton, though, obviously our opponents coming up on on, on, uh, on Sunday, um, I'll come to you first, George. Obviously, they had a, a tough match against Fulham. They they played pretty well by all accounts. Had a bad decision against them. Um, that was that was a goal disallowed. But goal seems to be the problem for them, as it has been for a number of seasons. But are there any kind of players that you or style of play that they have that could really hurt us in in terms of coming up against on Sunday? Uh, well, I watched, yeah, I watched highlights of that um, the Fulham game last week, and by all accounts, I thought they were really unlucky. Yeah. It was a pretty exciting game, actually. No times they hit. You the... know, they. Sorry, go on. sorry, mate. No, I was the best. Yeah. No times they hit the woodwork. Yeah, yeah, there was lots of chances, and it was like a sort of a sucker punch near the end, wasn't it? From um, oh. Decal Dover Reed, and I, I thought they were pretty hard done by, but unfortunately for Everton, that they've got to stop trying to rely on um, Don, Don, Dominic Calvert Lewin because he's injury prone. He's had. As far as I remember, he's had one good season in his career when he looked like a top Premier League striker. And the rest of the time, they're just waiting for him to be fit. And, you know, they've tried all sorts up there, haven't they? They tried young Gordon up there before he got sold. And they bought countless amount of wingers and trying to do it that way with, like, Damari Gray and Andros Townsend, people like that. But, you know, you need an old-fashioned centre-forward, someone that's going to stick it in the net. I know they had the young lad Sims last year, and I think they've let him go now, which was a bit of a shock to yeah. me. but. Yeah, you know, and also they signed more pie, didn't they? From uh, from Brighton, that one doesn't seem to have worked. You know, maybe the club's a little bit too big for more pie. So you know, it's not that they've not tried; it's just nothing seems to be working for them in the um, number nine position. But you know, they had a lot of chances last week, and we're not just going to uh, just think we're going to walk all over them because they're not scoring goals because that that could change at any time. I'm speaking yeah. on it. He's sorry, Rich. Go ahead. Well, just going to say to come to you, mate. Is um, Matt Matt's in that in in the house of Everton fan, your mate? Um, but also Rachel saying Calvert Lewin played ninety minutes this week in a behind closed doors match, and Matt's agreeing with that. Back to full Not fitness, bad, yeah. played in a behind closed doors game. So, you know, is it likely? Obviously, it looks like he's going to play, and without a Tyra Mings, um, without our kind of real big strength in the air, are we are we going to be potentially struggling against a, a Dominic Calvert-Lewin? I don't think so, because I don't think we've ever struggled with Calvert-Lewin in the team, have we? Because we played them in, when our fourth came back, Lewin was started, he didn't do much. Had him away from home, he didn't do much. Like, his missus just had a baby for a few days, full of him, fair enough. Uh, but he didn't have the baby, did he? Roy Kane. Uh, <laughs> but uh no, like I don't think look, he is a threat, he's an aerial threat, and there's there's no arguing that, but I just think in the, the games he's had not against us, he hasn't really done much. Now, admittedly that was against Tyrone Mings, but even at that, I don't think I'm still worried about Calvin Leon. Mm, okay. No, no, it's fair enough. Fair enough. Um Matt saying he was always injured against us, which yeah, fair enough. He's always injured against everyone, but I think is it a lot? You know, obviously Sean Dyche. We know what type of manager he is. He has he has frustrated against Villa in the past. You know, with the record against Burnley. us, Martin. Yeah, that, yeah, whole. yeah. Exactly. And I, as again, I'll come to you, George. In terms of like that, we know what he's like in terms of playing for set pieces. Now, Tarkowski, Onana, Decore, Calvert Lewin. Like, are we? Are we? <laughs> Are we going to struggle in the air against a, a team like Everton? Because I can see them targeting us for set pieces. Like, absolutely, that is that is the way that they're going to go. I don't know what you think about that, George. Yeah, I mean, of course they will. I mean, the game uh, last year at Villa Park, the, this was, sorry, it was the first home game last year, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's exactly how they tried to play there. I mean, they um, what what was looking like a comfortable game for us, I think the last sort of six, seven minutes, they we made it difficult and conceded a goal. And it was like the Alamo after that, they were just chucking stuff in the box and we were looking nervy. And yeah, that would have been their only route to goal. But um, luckily we didn't think concede another. Yeah, that's, that's of course, that's what they'll try, but we're going to have to stand up to it. Missing Mings, you know, is a colossal blow to us. We can't lie about that. But, you know, there's we, there's other central defenders there that we paid big money for and, uh, mm. you know, they're going to have to stand up and be counted themselves. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Uh, Michael, evening, evening, celebrating this weekend in Devon as it's my birthday on the 19th, my granddaughter on the 20th and my daughter on the 21st. And we're all hoping for three points again against Everton. Well, happy birthday to all Happy birthday to all you guys. And hopefully the best birthday present will be will be those three points. Um, Paul, the players will know Mings doesn't stay down. So when he was in such obvious distress, it affected the whole team. Unai will have addressed that this week, getting the team's head straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll come to your starting lineup in a second, Paul, or wait, or what you think. Um, Ahmed said the only interesting thing on the weekend is how our back four will cope. Uh, and AVFC, what's he just say? Um, stick big Diego on Dominic Calvert Lewin. So again, a little, a little clue to to that in terms of starting lineup. Um, question from Matt Everton fan: Do you reckon Villa's confidence will be affected after getting pumped by Newcastle? You looked all over the place, especially in that second half, and obviously that was Mings affected. Uh, Martin, do you want to do you want to come to that? Do you think we will be affected by that, or do you think you know obviously? Unai will have them all focused. No, I think we were probably affected for it for about a day or so with the Mings injury. And the second half was just a complete capitulation. That's exactly what it was. It happens to every team in the Premier League, whether you're Man United or Man City or Liverpool. Uh, but normally, when we remember when we got thumped by Leicester and then we put in a good performance the week after, just that re- reaction. I think... That might be a repeat. Now, I'm not taking everything for granted because they're not a team you should take for granted ever. So, I don't think the team will be affected. I think they've had a good week to reflect on the game and put in a performance for the first home game for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay, so let let we'll go to starting lineups in a second. You guys put in the comments who you think should be starting or what you think that defence should look like, who should be in midfield. There's still lots and lots of um, things to kind of consider, lots to debate. You know, at the moment, we've still really only got Ollie Watkins as that main option up front. Um, but yeah, first of all, um, just a quick plug. Again, we are at 2,300 subscribers. We've surpassed 2,300, which is fantastic. But hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. I can't see exactly how many likes we've got at the minute, um, but over 50 people watching, so that's great. So do, if you haven't already, hit that like button, help us uh, grow the channel and subscribe if you are new. And if you do want to join the channel and become an official Villa Park Pod follower, um, then just click the link at the top of the chat. It's pinned at the top and uh, just one ninety nine, and you can become an official Villa Park Pod follower. So, uh, George, your lineup is first up. Um, now, I did give you a second chance to post this because you did forget a certain... Uh, Probably our only shining light from last weekend's performance, Musa Diaby. You did miss him. At least something wasn't oh, right. Geez. I was late, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> but talk us, talk us through your uh, your starting lineup for uh, for Sunday's game. Yeah, yeah, I'll be honest. I found it a little bit difficult this time because um, obviously the first game of the season, as I said, for me, I didn't really get involved last week. But then I was thinking, God, you know that you know the left the left side. What do we suddenly do there? Would do, do we go over Luca Dean? Uh, we've got no Moreno. Obviously, we've got the. Are we doing the three different three central defenders thing? So that's kind of what I went for. Then I was thinking, do we get Leon Bailey into this team because he's normally decent at home, isn't he? Against the lower sides, that's normally when he does his damage. But then is the RB a right side? Is the RB a ten? I was thinking, is it more now a four three two one or is it a four two three one? I'm not quite sure what we're up to now. So yeah, this is what I come up with. But um, you know, I could well be wrong there, boys. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that. I think Philogene, by lots of the comments, which I'll come to in a second, was is a popular choice on that left hand side. Well, I just think Whether... he played all through preseason, Rich, didn't he? And it was going yes. well, and it was kind of the one thing we didn't do in the first game, and it didn't go so well. So you know, just being logical there. Yeah, and it's interesting because he will do that defensive job, and he will be very, very, I would say, enthusiastic to do it, and might give Pau Torres some Protection. help if if he is playing that in that position, or whether it's Luca Dean, and he he would be able to be that kind of foil for him. So that could be an interesting option. Um, whether he plays like McGinn in that like deeper role, I'd imagine he'll push him up a bit further, and kind of Louise and Kamara would kind of pivot off each other. But that's that's. I think a fair assessment in midfield. And I think there'd be quite a lot of fluid movement between McGinn and Diaby. Now, Conza, you, uh, sorry, Carlos, you've gone for it as the main centre back with Conza. 
obviously Dina dropping out. Is that just because of that three centre back thing, or are you are you thinking more height, or you know, obviously with when we've talked about some of the players that Everton have got? No, really. To be honest, it was just really strange doing a team without putting Mings in. It just didn't feel yeah. right at all, and that, that yeah, threw, me, yeah. threw me off guard straight away. But you know, um, yeah, what else have we got other than exactly. Chambers behind them? There's nothing really else there, is there? No, no, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Now, a few comments coming in. Um, as I said, uh, let's have a look who we've got. So Paul said, would like to see Cash, Conza, Carlos and Torres as a back four. So there you go with Cash pushing yeah. on and becoming a three. So Paul is, is 100% agreeing with you. Um, I think Rachel had um, who she wanted. and I'm trying to find where it is. Uh, I'm sure I'll find it in a second. Um Paul said, I think Martinez, Torres, Carlos, Conza, Tielemans, McGinn, Kamara, Cash, Louise, Diaby, and Watkins. So who's that coming in? Carlos again, Torres against the same back four as what you had. Tielemans in there. Um He's instead. Got full bench of, as well. I like that. Yeah, yeah, which is great. So interesting options there. Um What's he said? I would play Philogene over Bailey. He obviously had to give Bailey a shout the first game as we paid a lot of money. But he, for me, he's not good enough and lacks defensive work rate. And again, Rachel said, I think Philogene deserves a shot on the left. Um, so, yeah, and obviously his pre-season performances, I think, you know, maybe the home team, would, would, home game would would maybe um, would maybe deserve that. Um, Probably should have played him last week, really. That's where we needed defensive work, wasn't it? Yeah, Probably. Birdie said, Emmy, Chambers, Concert, Pau, Luca Dean, Kamara, Louise, McGinn, Philogene, Diaby, and Watkins. So a few changes there. Callum Chambers in um, as well on that one. And what's he said? Um, Martinez, Cash, Concert, Diego, Pau Torres, Louise, Kamara, Philogene, McGinn, Diaby, Watkins. I think that's the same as yours, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I've just got a. Everton lineup here. Oh yes, from Matt. Yeah, I was spotted that one. Uh, it's he's got for Everton to start. Pickford, Patterson, Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky. Okay. Uh, Keane, Young, Ghana, Garner, Onana. Jeez, that sounds like an evolution. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds like. Ghana, Ghana, Onana. Yeah, <laughs> uh, literally an, an evolution of Pokemon. What? <laughs> Dan Juma, DCL, and Awobi. Dan Juma, Ashley Young as well, returning back to Villa Park yeah. so soon. I don't like that. I know. He should have stayed, boys. I think that I, I know. Think, I know he's had a blunder there. The more not? I think about it, you know, with that Newcastle game, he wouldn't have let that happen. That's what I said on the group, wasn't it? He, he's he's that one that just doesn't let the heads drop. He refuses uh, to let it happen. Yeah. Proper leadership. leadership. Yeah. So let's go to your team uh, anyway, Martin. Um, so, yeah, talk us through your thoughts on this team. Yeah, I I went with Coutinho because when he came on, he looked lively. The only one who was up for the game played really well, actually. So he looks like he's got a point to prove. And he's seen the videos of training of him this week. He still looks like he's got a point to prove. So I think a start would be perfect for him. I've gone with Tielemans ahead of Kamara because... I just think Kamara was so poor. I just think he's almost last year he was undroppable, where this year he is with the depth that we have in the midfield. Team, the teams are starting to swarm him, aren't they? And when they swarm yeah. him, we're in trouble. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, where last year you might have two or three on him and he'd break it easily. We're now, you know, they're starting to cop on. So I think Torres and Cons would be the, the centre partnership. Dina, I went, only went for Dina on the basis of if Acuna and Dina aren't them deals aren't done by Sunday. So that might be a change in the lineup. Bit maybe a bit like yours, George, to the back line with what you have. And then I went with the Abbey on the left this time. And I went with McGinn on the right. I think McGinn's more like just a lot more useful on the right as he is on the left. And and it, obviously in behind the striker he's very good as well. But I think he does a lot more on the right side of midfield in terms of tracking back for the fullback. And then obviously Ollie Watkins and Emmy Martinez picked themselves. Yeah, I think I think actually it's not a bad lineup. I mean, I'm I'm in that camp with you with with uh, Kamara. I think he's had a couple of bad injuries. 
I think he's probably been a little bit targeted. Uh, not, not to denigrate him as a player. I think he's an excellent player. I think he's very, very technically gifted. I think just sometimes he's a little bit too slow on the ball. I think he's a little bit physic physically weak at times. And I think maybe a little bit of rest uh, or a little bit of kick up the backside might help him. Yeah, um, some players need it, don't they? Yeah. And I think, you know, Tielemans with with recycling the ball, with being a little bit nastier um, in the tackle at times um, and maybe being able to kind of get up box to box will be, we might help us a bit more against Everton. I'm not sure about Coutinho um, starting, but I think that's interesting. And I probably would err towards the side of, I like McGinn on that right-hand side because for what you say is he can, he can drive into the middle. Mm. Um, so I'd maybe have the Philogene on the left, the RB behind Watkins, maybe, maybe not quite Coutinho starting. I, I like that, and then and then maybe I think maybe Carlos, and then Torres out on that left hand side. But that's a combination of the, of the two sides. But I definitely agree with a couple of those. I think Kamara maybe, yeah, he just looks just does, he hasn't quite done it for me in preseason. Like who out of he had one really good game. I think it might have been the the Brentford game, but other than that, I've just not yeah. been that. I've just been not been that impressed with him. Really if haven't. We, if we dominate the ball the way Unai says he wants us to, he should thrive. But obviously, that didn't. We didn't get a chance last week, did we? We were chasing it around most of the game. Yeah, it can't be a confidence thing because of the injury. You know, some players don't come back the same after a big injury. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we will. I mean, his player had great games after that. So let's let's not just castigate him now. But oh, and also, it, and him. also, yeah, it's very likely. It's very likely that Emery will play. You know, very much the same team that finished, or, or you know, maybe one or two little tweaks um, to that team. Obviously, with Mings not being there, but you know, I, it could be that he plays Bailey, gives him a second chance to to shine. Could be that he plays Kamara, gives him a second chance. Do you know what I mean? And just like says, look, you guys have got to have got to work work it out. So we'll, we shall see. We shall see. Um, a few comments coming in. Uh, Dale said, "Think Bailey's down the pecking order now." Villagin should get the nod for me. Adam says, are we going to talk about the Villa Pod Fantasy Football League? We will do. We'll get on to that in a bit. We did mention it earlier, uh, but we will get on. Um, Dunk said, dropping Kamara is a shout, to be fair. Uh, Matt said, have to run, boys. Best of luck on Sunday. Relegation battle already. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan said, Diaby's best cutting in on the right wing, though. I do think he'll have a bit more of a free reign, to be honest. Where was he last um, week? Was he more of a like a 10? Yes, yes. Yeah, he was in behind the striker last week. He was in behind the striker and then second half, second half he got put out on the left, uh, left or right, I can't remember, but McGinn played in the middle. So McGinn was just completely isolated in the first half. He just didn't get in the game at all um, and because he, he was playing out on the left um, and he should have been on the right. He should have been like get terrorising Dan Byrne. I keep harping on about it. Yeah, but well, I just, last I year it worked, didn't it? I just can't believe he didn't do that. Um, uh, AVFC, what's if Zaniola and Acuna are signed before midday tomorrow? Maybe one of them could come in. Acuna played yesterday, so he's match fit. Um, Dale said, hope, Kamara hoping for the Liverpool move, had his breakthrough season, now wants a big six move. Oh, Possibly. Not yet. Oh. I don't think yet, though. It'd still be a pure profit if we were to sell him, but... I don't want to hear no talk of that, mate. Nah, exactly. Uh, Matt says, um, don't forget about the 26th minute on the weekend, folks. Anyone going to the game, a young Everton fan passed away while working on the new stadium. Absolutely. And I think there's a, there's a few podcasts doing the same, sharing it out. So, guys, yeah, anyone who's going to the game, if you're watching, listening to this, uh, make sure 26th minute, uh, a round of applause for the young the young Everton fan. Absolutely. Um uh, okay, cool. So, yeah, no, 90 minutes. Um, Rub, Rub says he's in the house and wouldn't start Dina. Um, what was yeah, that? Someone, sort of, did you see on Twitter someone had a picture of him or, or, at the airport yesterday? Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's strange because someone said that, like, um, someone said that Leon Bailey was on the flight to flight to or back coming back from Magaluf. So whether they had a, a couple of days off and they went away for a couple of days, I, I don't That's know. That's what some players do. They take like 
there might be a day or two in the week where they're not training and they might just go somewhere and well, two hour flight isn't it and if, yeah, the family's, like... if the family's on a holiday or something because the kids are off school so yeah mm-hmm. it's not like they're not short of a bob or two do you know no, what i mean so... <laughs> God forbid they miss me 50 grand you know what i mean yeah yeah um okay cool well we'll get predictions in a bit we'll come to predictions in a bit but i do want to do want to cover um, some of the the, the, the transfer rumours and, and if there's any questions in the comments, guys, do do get them in about anything anything else across the week. But yeah, we, we've we've obviously covered it a little bit, and it's been all over the press uh, this week. Uh, Nicola uh, Zaniolo um, and uh, everyone was panicking that he'd failed his medical because of rumours on Facebook, rumours on Twitter. But our man Fabrizio Romano tweeted that he's he's Passed all the medicals. He was he was going over to to Villa to Bodymore Heath or going to Villa Park to sign the contract. Obviously, get the photos. He's put him in a Villa kit there. It looks like it's all done. I know you know a bit about it, Martin. I mean, me, George and I. I don't think we're particularly au fait with Nicola Zaniolo. To be honest with you, he looks six foot two. Looks a big lad, which is what we need in that midfield. Hopefully, he's got a bit of speed about him as well. Seems like he's a good finisher, you know, um, the goals in, I think it was like five in 10 or six in 12 at Galatasaray. So knows where the goal is, can play across that front line. Martin, the floor is yours. What, 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 how do you rate him? I actually don't know because when I, <laughs> I gave you the big you build did up. such a build up there as well. <laughs> I know. No, because no, I, I remember when I done the video of, you know, the transfer rumors and all that, while Rich was away on his 20 mil, uh, I had done a piece on Zaniolo, so please go back and check that out if you want. And I was looking at it kind of going, I don't know about him because, you know, he's he's not, a, well, obviously, he's not a Mourinho-type player, and he was in Turkey for a bit. So, like, I don't know because then he had two ACL injuries, which, one, is hard to come back from, but two, that's... That's a really hard ass. Like only Danny Ings have seen get two ACL injuries and still perform well. <laughs> so I'm not too sure about this move. So, but look, if he proves us wrong, happy days. Yeah, and and it is it is a position. I think they were, by all accounts, were looking to kind of bring him in, regardless of whether Emmy, you know, before Emmy Buendia got the injury. I don't think he's brought in as a replacement for Emmy Buendia. And this loan with an option to buy seems like it's the best, the best for both parties. Um, I heard a bit, Rich. I was watching a little bit earlier. Um, you know that um, what's the name? Um, oh, sorry, I can't actually remember her name. One of the um, female journalists that covers Italian football, and they they were saying that um, that he was he was like the real bright spark. He was like the next great hope for Italy about two three years ago. And I was saying he's a good player, but he hasn't quite lived up to his billing. They said, obviously, him two injuries curtailed him a bit. But they said, you know, yeah. at Roma, he looked good. He just wasn't quite a, Mar- um, a Mourinho fit. But in Galatasaray, he's, he's done pretty well. And apparently, he can play pretty much all over the midfield, from, like, holding midfielder to winger to, you know, mm. both sides, 10. So, it's another Emery. Emery loves a bit of um, flexibility, doesn't he? He does. He does. Yeah. He does. So I think Which, that's probably the... Like, I've heard about two problems with um, Zaniolo. No, I don't know about that. Apparently, we're, well, yeah. it's only with Mourinho now that he, he was throwing straps with Mourinho. Obviously, it probably falls in the category of him not suiting Mourinho's side of play. Yeah, anyone, anyone who just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who doesn't who doesn't bow down to Jose Mourinho automatically has an attitude problem. So I probably take that with a pinch of salt. And I guess anyone who's had two ACLs and wanting to come back has obviously got a bit of character about them. So. You know, I think we need a bit of devilment. I think we need a bit of nastiness. Like, we just, we're a bit too placid. We're a bit too nice. Like, I, I get so frustrated on Saturday when Joe Linton was just absolutely toying with us, bullying us. It's just so annoying. Like, he's not even, he's not the best technical player, but he's up there with the best central midfielders in the Premier League for me. Powerful, for, for isn't what it? he does. He's so, yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Covers the ground. Like, he absolutely bullied Kamara like it was it was almost embarrassing to watch it was it was um but anyway game rich you need to stop going to St James as far yeah 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 <laughs> oh rich how's that been for you up there all week have you been getting loads of stick to be to be fair I went out 
Um, I went out on the night and I faced up to all my Newcastle fa- uh, mates. So oh. I thought, let's just let's just let's just get it out of the way now. Uh, and there's nothing. What can you say? It's not as if we got. It's not as if we just team. lost and they scored a last minute goal or something like that. It was literally a battering. So we, we get pumped felt... up there nearly every season, though, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We should be used to it. Felt, kind of felt sorry for me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a few comments. Uh, Rub says, "Isn't Kamara more physical than Tielemans? Though we need size versus Everton. The limited size we have. Problem with, with Kamara is he just. He's just. He looks just. He looks." He is tall, but he's just really slight. I feel that I feel I just feel that T- Tielemans, yes, tackling isn't his necessary his game, but I just feel like a bit lower, bit lower center center of gravity, um, bit more kind of I don't know, gets about the pitch a bit more, maybe doesn't take as long on the ball. But look, both of them are good players, but that's what we need in midfield. I mean, neither of them provide too much physicality, in my I opinion. Found, I found with the Everton home games since we've come up. Every time they've come to Villa Park, I think I've probably been to most of them, and they always look huge, Everton, and like in comparison to us. But it hasn't mattered because we've just played around them. We've had we've been silky and you know played football, played it around Everton, and outskilled them. Like looking at them two lineups, well predicted lineups, I think we've got the better team myself. So I, I so you don't want to tempt fate, but I don't think we should be worrying too much about what they're going to do. They should be worrying about what we've got. I, th- I definitely think they will be. I just I think maybe set pieces are what they'll be playing for. Um, Ghana, Ghana, or Nana? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan said, uh, "I'm just thinking Pokemon." <laughs> Ghana, Ghana, or Nana? Something, something, banana. I'm trying to think what program that's from. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> Dunk said Zaniolo, Pacey, and Strong rare combo gives something different. He also has the best first touch in our squad. Brilliant. That sounds great. Um, Rachel said, with the injuries we have sustained, we just have to let him prepare and recover properly. But a player can have no major injuries and still have bad injuries happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially when they play for Villa. Yeah. Um, just just as a little bit of latest news, um, Luzanne have just scored against Hibs. So it's now 2-1 to Luzanne. And that's uh, Hibs are winning 4-3 on aggregate. And there's oh. about 20, 20, 22 minutes to go. So that's going to be a big finish. Um, Rub says it's a loan worth a try, definitely. Uh, Birdie with the optimism, I don't think Zaniolo will be any good. <laughs> um, we need more some attitude, yeah. Um, Adamski does say though that he's more excited about Acuna, to be honest. Now, um, <clears throat> I see your eyes lighting up there, Martin. Um, now this is a guy, obviously, Argentinian World Cup winner. Left-sided player can play left back, can play left midfield. Again, that terrier-like um, ability, and you, you're quite excited about this one, Martin. Yeah, this you see this fella here, left back, left mid, centre mid. He's a little bulldog. He will not give you any breathing space whatsoever when he doesn't have the football. Like he's he's unbelievable. I remember I was watching the World Cup and I seen him play centre mid one game. He, he was terrorising players playing left back terrorizing winger playing left mid terrorizing the fullback he is unbelievable and i thought he's kind of the unsung hero of the argentine team because everyone's looking at messi demi martinez save and i bought acuna was just unbelievable and then you see the ball he whipped in there in the Sevilla game yeah <laughs> yeah like, now this is probably what sam be saying i can whip that ball in all he wants but ollie watkins is in the box but even at that, I just think this is a really smart signing because the way I look at it, because it, well, it looks like Lubidini is going to be out the door, he's bringing in now two players at basically 50 to 55 grand a week. There he is there. And he's obviously on 163. So when you take out that 163 grand, there's two players coming in at 105. You've got another 50,000 probably sitting there for potentially say a lone centre back or a right back to come in. So you basically got rid of one player 150 grand and you brought in three, which fits in with the FAP regulations. But back on Akuna, bring it on. Akuna Matala. <laughs> there we go. Uh Rub Rub said I want Acuna. We it's what we need, a fighter. Yeah, a bit of character. You talked there about he was 31 
I know you talked, George, about before about Ashley Young leaving, you know, that kind of player who's not going to accept second best. We need some characters in the team again, Someone don't we, George? to fight for us, fight for yes. our corner, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it yeah. as well, Mark. I think you put that very well, mate. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, yeah, get this one done. I hear we um, I hear we pissed off Severe going in really with a low, real low bill offer, and they was not yeah. happy at all with it, especially on the day that they were in the Super Cup. Yeah, you remember you know the video of Eddie Hearn and uh, Tony Bellew? There, there was a video going around. Oh, yeah, Munchy, yeah, yeah. Munchy winging Severe again. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially as um, uh, I think I think as I think they've. I think it's uh, what was it five million that we put in, and now they want in what is it six point five or something? Martin, you were saying they want rumor has it that they want six point five million pounds with two point five million pounds in add-ons, so they want nine million all in all. Give them the money. Give them the money yeah. is right because that's for a player of his quality. Now I know there's a bang on thing on Villa Twitter about his age, but let's look at this right for in one area, thirty-one thirty. Could not care less how old they are because if you're 31 and 30, it means you're experienced, you've got a little bit of leadership now about you, and that's what this team needs. Like, we've so many young players, and they need them you know, those experienced players in the dressing rooms to lead them on and encourage them. Where if you've got so many young players, you've no one looking at each other, right? Who's the leader? Who's the one that we can look up to? Like, because with Ming's being injured, now obviously, they'll still look up to Ming because he will be in around the camp, but then. Conza is still only 25, 26. Doug Louise is 24, 25. You have Kamara who's 22, 23. You need that player who has a, just a seniorship. And it, it's important. Every club should have one. Liverpool has one. Brighton has one. Chelsea have one. Newcastle has one. They, they all have one. And it, it's it's what you need. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um what have we got here? Uh, Rob said we wouldn't have he wouldn't have, not have accepted the collapse after the three one. Ahmed said he'd be on more than fifty grand though a week. Um, uh, would have woken up his teammates. Um, Acuna is a decent set piece taker. Says Duncan. Adamski said I say pay up. Uh, AVFC Watsy said we're buying him for the here and now. Definitely. Uh, I don't know if he did he take a penalty at the World Cup. I'm not too sure on that. Um, and uh, Rub said, plus how much would we have to pay in the current transfer market for an unproven 24-year-old? Maybe 50 to 60 million. So, yeah. And <clears throat> I think Munchie was... Oh, Hibs have scored. 2-2 two, two now, so Hibs look like they're done. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously, Munchie was interviewed earlier on. The, I don't know if it was later last week before the first game of the season, but was talking around, like... You know, we need players in. We're hopefully going to be playing, fit, you know, more more games with the Conference League if we get through this round, which looks like it's going to be against Hibs. Um, we're going to need more players, George, aren't we? We, we? And obviously, with these couple of injuries, do you see? Do you foresee more signings coming in? I'm not. I'm not sure. I guess so. I think you're right. We do need them, but something's telling me a few, like a couple of weeks ago, I felt that our squad. I felt we were in control of the transfers. If you know what I mean, we'd done our business. We were looking settled. We were doing it all on our terms. All of a sudden now, it feels like we've joined the the merry-go-round, the cesspit of the transfer window, just nicking what you can get. And that's probably got to two ACL injuries. Though, mate, oh, I know, I know. It's it's horrendous luck, but that's just how it feels. And this is the yeah. sort of time when the mistakes are made in the window. But you're right, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, it just feels like, you know, you're just trying to pick up the odds and scraps that people don't want. And sometimes you can make a few boo-boos here. But, you know... What are we looking at now? We're looking at a right back, what we've said all along we probably want. The subkeeper that we all want, but Emery's not fussed about, so you can probably yeah. scrub that. And what and what else? Another another striker, another backup striker. So what I'm looking at, maybe two more myself. Mm. But you know, yeah. what do you think, guys? Martin, you go first, mate. One yeah, yeah, two, I would say a backup striker and a right back in it. I'd more be concentrating on the right back as opposed to a striker because it's only Matty Cash. So, like, that's where the lack of depth is at the minute. So, one, possibly two. Yeah. It, it depends as well who leaves because as far as I as far as far I know, Aaron Ramsey hasn't been confirmed yet, has he, as, as leaving? All I've seen on the Sky Sports and other reports that the fee's been agreed. It's just up to the player what he wants to do now. So Yeah. 
Cameron Archer is obviously rumoured. I know Sheffield United want him. Um, but that no, hasn't, that hasn't gone Sheffield anywhere. As well. Yeah, Keenan Davis hasn't gone. Um, oh. Courtney Hawes hasn't gone. Uh, Bertrand Traore hasn't gone. This um, is the problem. We always end up getting stuck with players because yeah, we're paying so too we, much money. So we've got to get rid of... It looks like Luca Dean's going, but he hasn't gone yet. No. Um, so it, it, we've still got to get rid of players, and I guess it depends on who leaves to who... You know, like you say, George, it looked like we were fully under control. We've got the players in we wanted. You know, it didn't really matter too much if these if the players hung around or left because we were in control of it. All of a sudden, two ACLs, you're waiting on a couple of players to come back to fitness and you're thinking, shit, we need more players in and we need to get rid of these players or are <laughs> we calling back on these players who we've said that are surplus to requirements? It's it's a tricky situation to be in and I thought there'd be more outgoings to happen this week, but all we've been talking about is is getting is getting these these guys in, um, and like you say, we still haven't solved this striker problem. It looks like Duran's um, come back to preseason training this season, uh, this week or properly this week. Mm. I mean, is he going to feature? It 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 looks a little, still a little bit kind of like all of a sudden now, like you said, George, it looks a little bit. It looks not. I'm not going to say thin. But there's a little, it's a little bit kind of tense, isn't it? It's just a little bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit disjointed. Yeah, and it's and the sad thing is, it's really not our fault. It's not the club's fault. I, mm. I just feel that as Villa fans and Villa as a club, we're just not allowed nice things. As, yeah. soon, as soon as things are starting to look rosy in the garden and we look in complete control of you know the season and we're all prepared, bang ACL, bang ACL. Now deal with that villa, you know, you, you're in the shit again. And it's I just think it's really unfortunate. And I just feel so bad for Wendia and especially Mings, because Mings has been at the forefront of everything since we've come up. And I just feel he, if anyone really didn't deserve this to happen, it's him. But unfortunately yeah. it has, so we've got to get on with it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. It's certainly going to be an interesting time. I think there's gonna be, I think hope. Hopefully, uh, Emery's thinking, get the incomings done, and then a lot of outgoings sort of towards that last couple of days of the window. Do you know what, Rich? The, the outgoings, I, I, I can see them all being freed. I, I, yeah. We, we're looking at 10 million for Keenan Davis three months ago. Yeah. Courtney Hawes, no, do, no. Watch, do we watch us just pay up the contracts because we can't get red because we pay all, them all, they'll, all, they'll, all they'll go on a loan. Yeah. They'll go on a loan with a view to kind of a free transfer at the end of the season. You know, like I say, they're, they're, at the moment now, there's no value in there's no value in a Courtney Hawes or a, or a Keenan Davis, especially if there's only like one club interested in them. They'll just wait until the end of the window and see can they get them for like you say a free transfer or a loan deal. I really do um, hope. I mean, we've been doing this for years, haven't we? And I really hope that this is the last group of players where we Villa keep doing this. Well, this is why you've got to sell these players like Ramsey if they're not going to get in the team, just sell them. Like stop, Villa fans need to stop being sentimental about young players. Most young players don't make it. That's the fact. But if you can make money for them, get rid of them. Just get Brands rid. It's probably the prime example of that. We were able yeah. to sell for twenty million pounds. Yeah, like fair enough. If he goes on to have a brilliant career, good luck to him. But we we've got to keep we've got to keep our academy going. We've got to make money on the FFP. Just get rid. Like because you you see what happens with the likes of Keenan Davis. And like you know, the Calamo hairs and all that, you just they just end up hanging around, and then you don't get any money for them, and you've wasted millions of pounds on your academy to not produce anything. And it's it's, it's, it's almost like that, embarrassing. Career getting big money from us as well. Say that again. So on on the flip side, that they've wasted their career a few years, only to end up no disrespect to Championship League one, but end up there when when they were younger probably. Hungry to play football, they could have been in the Premier League. Well, do you remember, right. remember old uh, Hepburn Murphy when he, he was fifteen and he come and made his debut? Yeah, it's the next big thing. And then, you know, and, and, and I, I know he's actually had a reasonable career for himself now, but was he down in League One? He he waited yeah. around far too long at Villa. He should have just got out, or at least had yeah. a couple of loans early on. Yeah, like, left it get, too long, just, and you know, yeah, it all went down. Get a rid. I think Louis is going to be another one as well because yeah. there's just nothing happening there for him at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Right, just the injuries cause our plan to go out the window. Yeah, definitely. I'll come to your question in a second, Rich. Everton fan, great, uh, good to have you on board. Adam said Leeds need players. They might all end up there. Um, Ahmed said I'd get Bella Kocha, Southampton centre-half, young and German international class. Yeah, I think Gareth and myself might have pointed him out. I think yeah. he'd be really good. Redders said Villa should go for Ben Rama from West Ham. But I, think he, I think he's had his... Yeah, he could be on the Bird, move though, couldn't he? Yeah. Birdie said do a swap for Ben Rama for Bailey. Kevin has um, about this right away as soon as you see that covered. <laughs> yeah. Uh I heard he's fell out with West Ham dressing room and West Ham are listening to offers. Peter Ahmed said Peters, Walker Peters from Southampton. Yeah, he's a good player. I'm surprised that no one's gone in for him. Uh, Mark said, make money on the younger players now, use the City Barcelona model and use buyback clauses where possible. Yeah, I, th I do think Aaron Ramsey will end up going, but it's just it's just interesting. And I think maybe he's looking for see who he, else he can get in to see whether he lets Archer go. But I think, to me, if they're not going to play, they've got to go. Like They've, they've got to go. Like Just, just make money on them. Um, I had the question from Rich. He said, um, "Will Ashley Young get a good reception if playing?" I'm sh I'm sure we will, won't he, lads? I'm sure, I'm sure we will. Of course, he will. Yeah, 100. Heroes welcome because hopefully, it, well, providing it goes our way, he might actually get his chance to say the goodbyes that he didn't get to say at the um, end of the season yeah. for us. Yeah, we'll get a hero. Definitely. Um, we'll come to predictions then to finish off, lads. Um, so get ready with your predictions, guys. Get in the comments with your predictions for Sunday's game. Um, uh, first of all, uh, just a quick, again, quick shout out. We've got nearly a hundred people watching, which is fantastic. We've grown like grown steadily across the hour that we've been on, which is brilliant. So you guys must have been liking the video, but if you haven't already, what are you doing? Hit that like button. And if you're new to the channel, do hit that subscribe button. As that says, we have passed 2,300 subscribers. We're well on the way to 3K, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so do keep um, liking and do keep subscribing. And if you do want to join the channel and become an official Villa Park Pod follower, click the link at the top of the chat. I've pinned it at the top of the chat and follow the instructions. It's just $1.99 and you become an official Villa Park Pod follower. Um, let's have a look at some uh, score lines as they're all coming in. Um, Dunk says, remember the weekend, 5-1, two Newcastle goals were offside. Cash Mr. City and Watkins fluffed a chance. Yes, we do remember that, mate. 4-1 um, Villa Sunday for me. DRB will run them ragged. Um, absolutely. And if anyone, if, if anyone um, wants to uh, get any tips on fantasy football, then look for Duncan as he is second currently in the Villa Park Pod FPL League. He's cheating. Um, He's cheating. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, do do ask Duncan for tips for now. Kev is in, as I said, in 21st place. I am in 199th position. Just, be, over just behind Martin. Yeah, just behind Martin. I feel about 183, um, yeah. I think, so near you, mate. No, there we go. George, 183. Um, we've got over 350 people in the league, which is phenomenal. Oh, um, so, yeah, I will do my usual thing of putting a lot of effort in for the first three or four weeks and then giving up. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, you keep going at it. Um, Gaza has said 2-0 Villa. Um, and then AVFC Watsi says 2-0 Villa, Watkins and Diaby. Red is 23. I unfortunately think Villa lose 1-0. I can't help but feel Villa dominate, but just can't get it in the net. Oh, that's a tough one. Tough one to take now. Uh, Birdie, 3-1 Aston Villa. Gaza um, says Carlos and McGinnon will score in that 2-0 win. Um, Adamski, in my mind, I imagine that the Villa transfer room is like a scene out of Wolf of Wall Street right now. Yeah, phones, phones ringing all over. Um, Richard said, RIP Michael Jones, 26. Everton fan lost his life working at the Bramley Moor Stadium. Condolences to all his family and friends. Absolutely. And I did shout it out before, but there is going to be a, a, a round of applause, a minute's applause on the 26th minute for Michael Jones. So, yeah, anyone going to the game, uh, please do make sure that we we observe that. Um, Rachel said 2-1 Villa, I hope. Hmm. I don't hope, Rachel. You've got to be confident on that. Uh, Willie says 3-0 uh, Villa. Um, good, comfortable win there. Paul, Aston Villa 8. 
<laughs> now that would be a way to bounce back. Um, Stephen Doe just got on. Got to be Villa win 2 0. Brilliant. Like it. Villa 1982 says 3-0 Villa, Torres, DRB, and Tielemans. That'd be good. Ahmed Raza, 2-1 Villa, brilliant. Um, Roma, Spain, Barca model with buy clauses. What are you talking about? Oh, Barca is ruined. They have no liquidity. That's why they only sign three players. Okay, mate. That's fair enough. I think they used might have used to be doing that. <laughs> Birdie, 8-7 Villa. That'll be a hell of a game. Um Watkins will get four. DRB two. Bidets and Torres. Are you are you borrowing a leaf out of a Kev's book here? Um, Everton one uh, nil. Says Richo is obviously Everton fan. So uh, yeah, we're worried about set pieces. Adam said, "How do you check the Villa Pop Pod FPL ladder? Just on your on your Villa Pop Pod. Go into leagues. Click on the Villa Pop Pod league, and you can check, and it'll show your position." But as we will do from next week, we will we'll do a quick update and we'll show the show the league um, as we go. So uh, yeah, we will check that for you, mate. Uh, Tom said two 0 Villa. Um, Gaza said if we lose and we're rooted to the bottom of the league, our outlook changes dramatically. After two games, chill out. Nah, we'll be we'll be all right. We'll be all right on that. <laughs> Please don't. We don't want to be going through another another. Um, Horrendous time in October, November. Um, <laughs> Donovan said uh, 4-0. Cheeky feeling one of our defenders to score. Dale says 3-0 DRB and Watkins double. Um, Martin, what are you saying? Scoreline. Well, for those that are saying we're going to lose, relax. I've never seen us lose every time I've gone over. So, good omen. Uh, what, what score am I thinking? I'm gonna go with two 0 to Aston Villa. Diaby double. Nice, three and two games for Diaby, eh? Um, ah, Paul has gone more, 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 uh, more uh, realistic, I guess. Four nil, four nil. Um, George, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, I'm backing us to bounce back with a reasonably comfortable two nil win. Um, fancy Watkins and Diaby. Um, I think Everton will cause us a few problems, as we say. They're not all just set pieces, but that will be their main threat. But I just think first home game, the home team gets the big crowd behind them, isn't it? You know, and it, I think yeah. a lot of the time that's been too much for Everton to deal with. And I'm hoping for more of the same uh, come Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Who's scoring for you? For me, uh, Watkins and Diaby. Like it, like it. I'm going to say three 0 I think uh, I think we'll go out of the blocks really quickly, get two goals up, and then a goal in the second half. And I think Watkins will score. I think McGinn will score, and I think Diaby will score. I do. I think he's uh, he's that ruthlessness that we need. Um, but yeah, we've got to get back to winning ways, lads, haven't we? We've got to we've we've got to get that first win on the board, dust off that that you know the terrible result on Saturday, and then we've got. You know, Burnley away, another opportunity after what's looking like Hibs in the first leg of the of the Conference League. But Martin, games are going to come thick and fast, so it's important to get our first win on the board. Absolutely, you know, because if if you lose or even draw that everything game, you're you're talking in the panic stations, and that's not something we can afford at this minute. So get this win against everything. Focus on Burnley and focus on Hibs. Fantastic! It's, fantastic! It's, no, that, yeah, well, there's two minutes to go. They, they look like they're, they're, they're home and dry. Um, well, the guys, hey, I'm going to Easter Road. Yes, we are. We are. And I don't know what accent that was, but we no, are going to go sure. to. We are going to go there. Yeah, it was probably well, more than it was Scottish. <laughs> Lads, thank you very much for uh, for joining me on the show. Thank you everyone for watching. I think we've got a pretty much a full clean sleep. A clean sweep of uh, Villa victories. I think maybe two people, one of them being an Everton fan, Richo, who likes to watch, who predicted an Everton win. So let's uh, let's all go to Villa Park feeling really positive. Let's make sure we give um, the Everton fan, Michael, uh, the respect on the 26th minute. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we get the, we get the result. We are going to be around on Sunday. Um, so do please come and say hello if you are going to the game and you're watching or listening. Um, because uh, I think we've almost got a full Villa Park pod lineup, which would be fantastic. So, yeah, 
do come and say hello um and um do hit that like button hit that subscribe button help us on the road to 3k um your support has been amazing we'll be back on sunday for the match reaction show hopefully a victorious match reaction i'll be doing a, a bite-sized preview in uh, later on in the in the next couple of days also maybe a transfer talk hopefully we're announcing a couple of signings so look out for content on the channel thank you for watching and as always remember we all follow the villa thanks everyone oh,